Hello and welcome to Down Syndrome Radio, where you can hear three dads' real perspectives on raising children with Down Syndrome. We are the downright awesome dads, me and my good buddies, Rick Kosmowski. How's it going, Rick? How's it going? Good to be back. Somewhere on a highway in Delaware. And Jason Kosky. How's it going, Jason? Hello there. How are you? All right. Well, like I said, this is uh, episode number 20, June 9, 2013. Thanks for spending an hour with us. Uh, Ooh, made it to see. 20. We did make it to 20. Ooh, that's without counting some of the like, you know, like the songs and other things that we did. Ah. So after a hiatus, we had to get the band back together. Uh, so let's start. Let's catch the updates. Jason, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, doing very well. Very, very busy out here. Um, lots going on work-wise, personal life-wise, just all over the place. Um, my little Dex man now is is a walking machine. He is all over the place, and um, you know, just about hundred percent walking. Um, he is everywhere, but with walking comes comes falling a little bit farther <laughs> <laughs> too. So uh, it's 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 awesome though. It's it's great. Ever consider just talk. welding a helmet on him when they turn two, and then taking it off when they're like you know fifteen? Yeah. Definitely, and, a, and like a, a chin strap, kind of chin protector thing too. That's what Eloise. <laughs> that was our first ever ER visit with, with with my younger daughter. Was when she first started walking, and she just was barreling straight ahead on something, tripped, and just you know face planted on a on the floor, and and you know she got a little cut like right underneath her her chin, and 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 you know, it bled ER like a son of a gun, didn't it? Was that? And it bled like a son of a gun, didn't it? It bled, and you know, Colette was freaking out, and yeah, and yeah. and so we wound up taking her in, and it, you know, they 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 actually, I I, I actually um, have a scar in that same place too because I had stitches from a from a ice skating I fell and and cut my under my chin. Um, I don't know, I was a teenager though, so. Uh, but but for her they they have um, this glue stuff now, so they just kind of push it together and then they put this glue there and hold it for for a little bit and they don't have to do stitches. So there's, you know, I haven't looked in a while, but I don't think there's any scar or anything on her. So so a bang on the chin is how you unlock the uh, the Koski superpower gene. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So you and Harrison Ford have that in common now. You guys oh yeah. Any adjuncts? Yeah. Awesome. Hey, hey, what about the walk? I want to go back to the walking thing real quick. Do you, how, do you feel like Deck? Do you feel like he's always been walking now? Because I remember waiting for Kayla to walk, and I thought it would take forever. And then you know she's a little, a little bit past two years, two. It's like maybe two and a half, two and a quarter, and she's walking. And then it feels like she's been walking. And you know, uh, I don't know. Was it, it was a great feeling. And then at the same time, like, hey, we're here. It seemed like it'd take forever to get here, but we got here. We did it. So I don't know. What, what's your what was your feeling around that? I th- I think maybe um, it's still it's still new. I think uh, yeah. it still feels awesome. It was it is it is it is great because I mean you know uh, you know you don't you get you get down sometimes and and you think you know maybe you know he's going to walk at some point but but you know when he's two years old and he's not walking and you know. It, you kind of get to that point where where when he finally started walking it was it was such a great feeling and he was so happy and proud of himself too you know he just walks around and like giggles 
around the house now. It's 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 so awesome. Is is he all unsteady? Because I remember those first couple of you know I don't know maybe the first month or so. We used to have a nickname for him. I'm trying to remember what it was. He always looked like he was about to fall. You know, he's like a yep. he's kind of a drunk walk kind of a thing. <laughs> yep. watch him and yeah, like, he's he's still pretty <laughs> wobbly. Um, but you can actually and, you see know, his brain working. You know, like up, up steady this way, up, up, steady that way. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, he's he's you know he's really good at at steadying himself out. He he is. He's good on pretty much you know all surfaces like grass and and hills and stuff are 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 still a challenge. But um, you know he's he's really good like inside the house and motoring around. He's yeah, fast. Pretty fast, and that's a whole other level of. Uh, I guess he when as soon as they start pulling up, it's a whole other level of baby proofing you need to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. What about you, Rick? What's on your life, buddy? Uh, May is is the most difficult month in my family as far as scheduling and events. And uh, Kayla's birthday is in May, so she just turned seven. Our buddy walk for Delaware is in May. Uh, that's the weekend after. And uh, then on top of that, all the birthdays and graduations and other things that happen that month. It's just uh, it's, it's just an amazing gauntlet of events. So, but it, we made it through. And, uh, you know, we, we can do some other things now, Ken. So it's you're, good to be back in touch with everybody because May is just crazy. Absolutely your buddy nuts. walk is in May? I thought they were all yeah. in October. Yeah, uh, the Down Center Association of Delaware does its buddy walk uh, the weekend before Memorial Day every year. So they don't so. do it twice a year? It's just yours is just different? Just once a year, and that's when it is. And uh, because it was the 10th year of it this year, uh, and because that happens then, Southern Delaware started a uh, thing called the Boardwalk Buddy Walk that's in Rehoboth Beach, and that happens uh, during uh, the October uh, Down Center Awareness Month, and that, I think that's like in its fifth year. Or, no, no, it's, it's as old as Kayla, so seventh year. So, Do you find that, is your team still as big as it always was? Uh, are we... Uh, I am I'm I'm local and uh, you know grew up local. We have a lot of people on our team, and uh, I think some people have have left the group. But uh, Kayla's network grows every year, so we pull in more uh, just from the people that you you know we get involved with more things each year. School, dance class, whatever other extracurricular things she's doing, with and uh, pulling more people. And so uh, we're around 150 people oh, in that range. Smokes. And I don't know, yeah, you look on the Facebook. I got you have to pull from other there. states. I mean, you group. know, uh, our, we had someone from California walking with us this year. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's awesome, though. The Buddy Walk is awesome. It's an amazing event. Uh, we've raised, I think, we've raised over 40 or $50,000 for the DSA of Delaware since we've been involved with it. And, My gosh. Um, it's a. Uh, Kayla loves it. She, I think, the biggest, most important thing about the day is Kayla knows that it's her day, and she gets way pumped about it. And uh, you know, other kids get excited for her. They they see the effort that goes into it, and they're excited to go to it. Our buddy walk has like, um, it's like a carnival kind of thing. So there's like moon bounces and games and carnival games and uh, raffles and all the other all that other kind of. It's it's like a party atmosphere over the course of three hours. So that's awesome. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been. Go ahead. You know, you go, you go. Sorry. No, no, it's just been an amazing thing. You know, you, 
uh, I think uh, my advice on buddy walks, everyone, is, you know, and I think Jason probably has the same thing. You pick the theme and you go with it and you just add something to it each year. And, you know, now we're, this is seven years and, uh, you know, it's, it's gotten really big and we have all kinds of stuff and just keep reusing it and adding to it. And it's awesome. It's, it's, it's an amazing day and just a lot of fun. It's like a, it's like a wedding or something, you know, and it goes by so fast. Yeah, yeah make it fun. That, that's, that's kind of my thing. Yeah, make it make it fun and people will come. All right. So that's, so that's me, man. I'm I'm glad to be in June and uh, I guess I'm heading back from the beach and had a nice uh, nice weekend at the beach. So things are slowing down a little bit, which is nice. How's uh, Logan? Oh man, he is eight and a half months. He's big kid. He's wow. Big. He's like twenty. He's twenty two or twenty three pounds and complete difference from my. Uh, from Kayla, who was, you know, was, I mean, I could carry her around for a, a while, and this kid's like an arm breaker. But he's, uh, he's cool, and and Kayla's warming up to him, and uh, it's really cute to see them both interacting with each other and stuff. And he ate his first mouthful of sand this weekend, so that was fun. <laughs> nice. There'll be, there'll be many more of those for sure. <laughs> first mouthful of sand. Awesome. <laughs> he, like, yeah, he made the weird face and kept going. All right, well, uh, Richmond. I'll tell you. I, I I know I've been the reason for some of the uh, some of the missed recording dates. <laughs> I, I got some recent changes at work that have had me traveling quite a bit. Uh, you know, uh, I think I'll finish next week a, a week of six weeks of travel in a row. Wow, it's been rough on the family, rough on Kim. Um, so uh, I'll be glad when it's over. <laughs> But uh, apologize for the hiatus. Uh, we had a couple oh, guests planned. One one had to cancel on us for medical reasons, and another one, uh, like I said, the date passed, and we, we just couldn't make the date, and we're rescheduling. We have some good dates coming up, but we thought we would do an episode to kind of keep things rolling. But uh, we decided we would each do our current challenges. You know, we have children of uh, three different ages, which to me is a good range. You know, Dex is two, two and some, two and a couple of months. Luke is four, almost five. Kayla just turned seven, and we thought we could give our listeners a good range of what's going on for each of us. So uh, we should do that chronologically. Jason, that puts you up first. Okay. Well, um, I think uh, the the biggest challenge that we've faced so far has been the the preschool. Finding, finding, finding a preschool for Dexter. Um, we've um, my daughter is in preschool now, and um, you know our first, our first um, thought, and and you know honestly we 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 went to them. Gosh, Dexter was probably a few weeks old or a couple months old at the most, and and we approached the preschool and kind of told them our situation and said, listen, you know, we want, we want to, we don't want anything to be different because Dexter has Down syndrome. We want him to, to go to the school. We want to do this. And, you know, they were really great, um, up front, you know, when that was, when the preschool thing was two years away, they were, they were very accommodating and, and saying, yeah, sure. You know, we'll, we'll evaluate it. They kind of talked to our regional center coordinator and, and visited um, the local like infant um, toddler program, um, and you know they, they 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 were they were very accommodating at first, um, and then you know then the time came 
a few, geez, I don't know, I guess a few months ago now, um, and they, you know, we had a meeting with them, and they basically said, you know, we don't think that that you that we can do it, that we can provide the the resources that that you need. Um, and it was really hard. I mean, it was hard to sit in that meeting and and have them tell you this. And the 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 thing that that got me mostly with it was was they didn't. Like when Eloise, when we, you know, applied for Eloise to go there, they, we had a, we, we went to the school and they, you know, brought her into kind of a classroom environment and she, they just kind of observed her play, um, kind of in the preschool environment. Um, but they didn't even do that for Dexter. And so that was really frustrating. It really kind of got under my skin, um, he was judged by the cover. Yeah, which which is which is tough, and and you know I mean, the, there are a lot of uh, you know there there are are things you know I mean at that point when when they did that you know he wasn't really walking yet he was just starting so you know I mean it's I understand it's difficult that that they would have to you know provide maybe a little bit of extra help um, to him. But but it it was it was very frustrating that they didn't evaluate him for as an individual. Um, and you know I mean we kind of met um, several obstacles along the way. A few a few people uh, up front said you know no this is we can't we can't provide the services for him or whatever you know they said no basically immediately in in one way or another you know a few places um kind of were very accommodating on as far as like us going on a tour or whatever but then when we tried to follow up and and um and kind of move things to the next step like doing it applying or you know bringing Dexter in for evaluation that that then they were were stall or not email not reply or not get back to us you know so they kind of indirectly shunned us basically well let let me let let me ask you a couple questions make sure I I understand and the first one their reasoning was that they couldn't provide him the services that they needed were you asking for anything extra for him no no okay so really, you didn't ask them to say, "Oh, have a speech therapist, or have your you know early intervention person come in and observe, or make sure that they posted things in a different manner." You didn't ask for anything special. No, no, and uh, and I mean, in in every case, we made it we made it very clear that that um, all of the all of the therapists that we have, the PT, speech therapist, OT, and even um, you know our our general teacher uh, i'm sorry she's awesome but i don't know exactly what her title is oh yeah um <laughs> just the general like the the infant toddler program teacher that that who's right, in, right. you know dexter's teacher i know what you um, mean. i can't think of the term either they they oh. all they all would would you know assist at the school they would come in and and you know like be an extra set of hands or just observe him in his environment or help you know do figure out ways that that he can um you know 
could could use occupational therapy help for instance in in that preschool classroom or environment or whatever you know like there was always we were always offering more help in the classroom than than rather than you know asking them to provide that yeah I, i don't think that they're seeing it correctly uh, I think that there's benefits to the other kids in the class, and uh, and you know my preschool has embraced that, and I think the other kids like him, and they've asked him. Uh, he's been asked for play dates, the birthday parties, all that kind of thing, and you can see you go there, and when he leaves, they all give him a big hug. I think that yeah. he has a plus yeah. to them, and I think that your school's not uh, their 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 minds are too closed. Yeah, that, you know, is, are these uh, are these both private preschools that both of your experiences were with? Yeah, pretty much all of, all of them are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And then, uh, as opposed to going to the the public, do they get, provide public preschool too? Yeah. So no? he's so he's been in he's been in a a public um, you know early development program or or whatever you want to call it um, since just before he turned two. I think actually maybe several months before he turned two, um, he's been going to. Uh, preschool and it's the, the you know the thing for us is we both work full time and it's it's two days a week uh two uh-huh. half days a week so it's you know it's great it's awesome honestly it, it it's kind of the reason why why we we want him to go to preschool full time because as soon as he started in there with seeing the other kids and and being with the other kids you know we noticed that he was trying to do more things and just you know just being kind of pushed along by peers and and recognizing what what other kids are doing and just kind of wanting to be so is this do more is this public preschool is it inclusive are mm-hmm. there typically developing children in there too it yeah yeah it is yeah, so you're lucky you're lucky well yeah it is yeah, it, it doesn't is. work that way in delaware I, I, not here either and it's just kids so does this story have a happy ending or that's only a few days a week and you'd really like an option that gave you more well, so that's only a few days a week. Um, we no, we have that. that our, our definitely our initial. I don't know how many handful at least of of schools that we visited and talked to um, were were very. It was very disappointing. Uh, it was it was really hard to Are deal you, with. Does this include preschools run by churches or all private? Ah, uh, see, there you go. Okay, so yeah. no, no. You see, I, I'm not a very religious person. Um, I was raised Christian and I just, you know, I, I, I don't really practice and, um, you know, but, but, but I don't these, think they force it on the kids. I mean, you know, good preschool yeah, is a good I know, preschool. I'm just saying. So, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we, we eventually got around to visiting a couple of, of Christian or religious based preschools and, and, you know, I mean, it's. I'm, I'm just There's, curious as to I whether you had the same problems. Sorry, say that I'm just curious as to whether you had the same problems when you went to one. I mean, it could be Muslim, you know, I don't know, Buddhist, no. whatever. But yeah, no, no, they were great. They were very accommodating, and and um, yeah, it, it, that that is when our 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 um, our our opportunities got better. When we when we opened it up to, to that, and, and it's, um, it's, a, it's a it's a big discovery process. It seems like too, like we had um, a, a 
um, religious preschool that we thought would be really good, and we got down the road a little bit. It didn't work out. Same with a uh, private preschool. You know, you get down the road a little bit. It didn't work out, and you you know until you find the right place. So I, it's it's such a it, it's more of a task than you than you think it would be going into it. I think it is. Yeah, and when you, and when you find the right one, you just feel so lucky. It's nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, we are. Um, yeah, so we went to a couple Christian ones, and and um, I mean, we even went to the the JCC, the Jewish Community Center, and they had an awesome mm-hmm. preschool and and a, just a an amazing like inclusion program. Um, we were really happy with that uh, too, and and so yeah, I mean, he's we have to fill out the paperwork, but um, he's going to probably start at this Saint. Now I'm blanking on the name Saint Paul, Saint Mark, Saint some Saint something. Um, in the next few weeks or or a month or so. Um, and what year? What year old preschool is it? Two or three or four? two? Yeah, two. two. Yeah, so he'll start at two. Right. Uh, but I remember Kayla oh. walked into her two-year-old preschool. Didn't walk in. She started two-year-old preschool, not walking, and then two weeks into it, that's how. Uh, that was really, I think, our motivation to start walking. So mm. I definitely get what you're saying with seeing the kids doing stuff. And, yeah, you know, we were lucky to get the right preschool. Like th- that was one of the we ended up, you know, after trying all these other roadblocks to get to the right place. You know, but yeah. what, 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 what stinks is trying and look for the right opportunity. What stinks is you're going to have two different ones that you got to bring kids to now. Well, yeah. always will be in kindergarten. Um, oh, okay, you know, relatively, relatively soon, actually. So, but yeah, it'll still be two different schools. But yeah, I mean, so there's still, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's, and I think, I think one of the, um, one of the, one of the challenges that's related to the preschool problems that we had is the, is the, is the, um, kind of the gap in the, in the walking, like we met, like I mentioned before, the Dexter is, is now, you know, walking pretty much hundred percent of the time, pretty, pretty unstable though most of the time um but but doing really great um but i mean when you compare him to uh you know even several months ago when we when we first started this process and he wasn't walking compared to you know a typical two-year-old who who has been walking for probably almost a year or more than a year it's 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 a it's a big difference that gap is is really yeah the just one, seems like a like a very very large difference where he's still kind of not yeah. um, as mobile as as typical. Yeah, the walking kid. one emphasizes the difference more than the sameness. Right. Which right. is unfortunate. Yeah. Well, you're past it now, so there you go. Go. Yeah. Down. So I mean, yeah, we we are we are doing great now. We have you know um, still we're working with self feeding and. Things like that, just just trying to trying to get him to not throw stuff all over the place. Yeah, no, this is the time for that. I think you you know the more you can get him to do things on his own, the less gray hair you'll grow. Yeah, and he's I mean he's doing a great job. He really is. It's it's uh, it's just uh, you have any problems with with sleeping sure. and you know that sort of stuff? Sleeping? No, he sleeps great. Oh man. And eating. No, he's great. I mean, so um, deal with that one. So that's that's great. So you, so you have you have some things that are working great, and other things you have to work on. 
Yeah, right. yeah. No, he's he's a great sleeper. He um he he's he's no, he's he's really good. I mean, we have we have uh, we have to go back in. He has to go back in. Oh, maybe in a month or so, we have an appointment to get one of his tubes fell out. One of his newer tubes, so he has to get his ear tubes. So he has to get new tubes. Um, but now, hopefully, they. He, they say his his um, ears are bigger. His canals are bigger and and um, larger now, so he can get some some kind of different tube that's that's a little bit more durable and will last longer. So that's good. Um, so you would say there. so you would say your current challenges were you know preschool was a really really big one, crossing yep. the walking barrier was a big one. And mm-hmm. then you're left with things like eating and whatnot, but sleeping you got totally figured out. Sleeping is great, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say that's probably typical for the age. I mean, Luke was over two when he walked, I'm pretty sure. Um, so there's probably parents out there with two-year-olds that don't walk, maybe with three-year-olds that don't walk. Yeah, yeah, and, and from uh, from some people I've talked to, that that's there are definitely – kids who are older who are not walking right. for sure and, and and so many other milestones are they're harder to measure you know and walking is one of those ones that you know people always remember oh he walked at age such and such and it's yeah. uh it's it's one that accentuates our differences rather than our sameness so it's a it's an unfortunate one mm-hmm. the advice we always give people uh when we're talking to younger parents is that uh when your kid's a teenager no one's going to care what age they walked at you know they're going to walk you know, in, in a lot of instances, and that two or three or four, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. it's going to happen. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, only because we're having this discussion do I remember being stressed about that. But I mean, otherwise, it's not something not, that I even really remember. You don't even think about it anymore, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember it much. Yeah, no, it's 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 very true. But but you know, like I said before, you 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 know he's going to walk at some point, but but mm-hmm. you do you know get stressed about it and then but then when it happens it's so it's so great it's it's it means even more uh than like when Eloise started walking i mean it just it does it does it means more walking it was it was such a it was just so great to, to even now when i just you know barreling around the room with throwing things around or playing with stuff or carrying things or you know, screaming That's and awesome. running around. Yeah, it's, it's more of an accomplishment. He had to yeah, overcome some stuff. It's really great. Yeah, go Dex. Yeah. All right, man. Any other advice for parents same age? Um, no. PT, lots of PT and patience. I mean, and just, just, just patience. I think is 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 a big one. I, I have a question about the PT state that PT statement you made. That, uh, there's a, I don't know. There's a fundamental question here. All of the PT we got seemed to be teach the parents how to do the PT and less actual working with them. Do you have that feeling as well? Um, yes, partially. But but you need that, and you also need you know you also need to to um to block out time and say you know PT is going to be here at at. 10 o'clock or whatever, you know, and, and it's, it's nice to have that set time in your schedule to, to do PT. Like just this past week, um, 
Dexter does PT on Wednesday mornings, but but um, you know earlier that morning, um, Mary, our our, our PT, um, texted me and said she was not feeling well, and so she she couldn't make it. She got really sick. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna still. We've been going to to the park down the street and and kind of climbing and just doing all kinds of different stuff at the park for for PT. So I said, you know, what, I'm just gonna keep this time and just take Dex to the park and just have this time allotted. So I'm going to do it and we're going to do PT. We're going to just exercise and run around and have fun. And, and, you know, and it was, it was great. But do you do, does she give you like homework or exercises and you do those during the week? Yeah. She gives us stuff to work on. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I guess I just felt that you know, something because this, this, well, uh, he 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 actually fell off the playground structure this week while he was while I was there by him and, and she wasn't there so uh, that was my idiot dad moment but awesome. um <laughs> but um you know um yeah no I I I think it's 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 great because there's 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 and, some things that they gave us and we were really good about practicing and there's some things they gave us that were difficult or he didn't like to do or whatever. And sometimes we weren't so good, you know. Yeah, she's been and 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 she's been great at um, suggesting different things. Like we used uh, kinesio tape for a while on his core. Um, we still should probably do that a little bit more often, um, but it kind of it kind of causes some irritation on his skin, so we don't do it as much. Um, you know, and she she recommended the the. Um, Sure steps, too. Oh, yeah. So you know, I mean, we've we've been using the sure steps now. I think since since about the beginning of the year, so maybe about six months. And and you know, obviously, some of that is is due to some of the progress that he's made since then is due to you know just normal development. But um, I really think the sure steps help out a lot. I I, re- I, I really do. They they he was noticeably more stable and just more sure on his feet when when uh when we when we got those for the for the first time and he still wears them all day pretty much awesome uh, they made a big difference for kayla and yeah she still has uh short steps that she wears uh not all the time but occasionally yeah so yeah all right all right should i move on jason what do you say yeah let's do it move on all right, Luke is, um, turns five in September, so he's four and three quarters or so or whatever. Uh, and his latest challenges, I would say we've reached a bit of a, uh, uh, at least as far as the physical therapy and stuff, we've reached kind of a, in the, in the self-help stuff, kind of a plateau. Not a plateau, but where he's so good at some of that stuff, or at least that we're, I guess we're past it, that he can go to the bathroom on his own, he can eat on his own for the most part. You know, he can, he can walk and he can run, he can go up the stairs. So... We don't work on the physical therapy so much, although we work on the core sometimes. Um, but his latest or our, our latest challenges with him have been uh, speech and uh, reading, believe it or not. Uh, so and handwriting. He he seems to really like letters. Uh, you guys still there? I'm wondering about the Skype thing. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I was muted. muted my- He's always been fascinated with those uh, Tad videos, you know, the uh, Leapfrog one series. 
and they they have my Netflix on the streaming, so you know we watch them all the time or whatever. And the little letters on the um, refrigerator, the magnet ones, and the foam ones in the bathtub. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I don't know if all kids are like this. Honestly, my younger ones really weren't, but he seems to be fascinated with letters, so we've just rolled with it. Uh, and he's got I don't know fifty, maybe a hundred sight words that he can read. So we've been working on that uh, learning program. Uh, my wife Kim is, is bringing the learning program to Jacksonville. She's been working with uh, uh, Down to the Foundation of Orange County and uh, Dana Hale, past guest, wonderful lady. And they did a thing in D.C., a train-the-trainer kind of thing, and she went up there for a weekend. Uh, and they're doing a kind of a pilot thing here in, 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 in Richmond. I think they do it by, by video, by simulcast or whatever uh, right. right now. So uh, he's in that, and we've been using those books and whatnot, and that whole process has worked really well. He seems to like it. Sometimes we have to do, uh, you know, if you do the reading, then you can do the iPad or whatever kind of reward kind of thing to get him to do it. But uh, the reading, he does, he does pretty well. He, he has a really frustrating thing that he does where uh, he thinks it's funny to say something wrong like he knows it's wrong. Like he'll say a cat is a dog or something like that. He thinks it's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah. the first couple of times he did it, you can tell he did it on purpose. It was funny. Yes. But then he won't stop, you know. <laughs> You're like, no, we're trying to get back to it. You're gonna, that's not really a dog, buddy. <laughs> no. yeah, that's like a whole other phase, too, and they start answering <laughs> things wrong, and they know they're answering it wrong. You know? He thinks, he thinks yeah. he's hilarious. So. Uh, so, you know, we did that, uh, and then um, uh, it, with, with speech, uh, he has a, uh, um, a speech therapist that we pay for or whatever, um, but I don't know that that's not, I'm not saying that didn't help, but he just seems to have reached the phase where he's ready to put more words together in sentences. Uh, and every so often he'll just shock you with a full sentence. Uh, you know, we went from, you know, one word to, to ooey, which is movie or iPad, uh, you know, to cookie and all that kind of stuff. And then two word jobbers and three word jobbers. And every so often now we get, we get a pretty full sentence. Still hard for a stranger to get what he's saying, but, uh, uh, it's definitely come a long way. That's the biggest difference in his preschool between him and the other kids uh, is uh, the talking. You know, you you know, you get pull in at the end of the day, and the other kids are like, "We went to, we worked at the sand table today, and then we did this, and there was a dinosaur, and whatever." You know, and Luke's like, "Did you have a good time?" Yes. You know, who are your friends? You know, he doesn't really like tell you the whole story, uh, but mm-hmm. we work on that. Uh, when he gets home, we do our little. Uh, um, yeah, the, the teacher sent us pictures, so we ask him about his day during this day. Um, so, you know, he likes to sing the alphabet and he likes to work on his speech and he's doing his reading stuff. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention we've been doing that works really well is this, uh, handwriting without tear stuff. He can spell his name. You might not be able to read it, but, uh, he gets all the letter forms pretty well. Uh, that's part of the handwriting without tears. And the other video that he's been using lately that's really helped him has been this thing called, and, and you maybe heard the sound in the background because I pulled up the website, TV teaching, TV teacher. And it's just, you know, everybody's got their little way of teaching it. But uh, you can tell when he goes to write his letters, he says the little uh, uh, the little phrase. Like when he does the E, it'll be like big line down, top across, middle across, bottom across, letter E. So as he's making every single letter, he's yep. saying it in his head exactly how to do it. Like U mm-hmm. is like a, a swoop, bend back up or something, letter E. And it's got a little cadence to it. And he's saying it in his head while he's doing it, and it makes just, a big difference. It does. It's like having a mnemonic for every letter. It's it's so so obvious, but uh, uh, it's helping him out. So so that part's pretty good. 
as far as school is concerned, we've had a little bit of a disagreement with our with our uh, uh, school about his placement. Uh, he's born September 4th, and if you're born before September 30th here in Chesterfield County, Virginia, then you are uh, uh, moved on to kindergarten. You can hold your child back, but uh, that's not, uh, according to them, an IEP decision. So they've immediately placed him in kindergarten, and we kind of we preferred to hold him back uh, so that you know we're all for inclusion. Uh, we feel that next year he'll be more prepared and his differences will be less and the first impressions that he makes on his teachers etc and his classmates you know his uh he'll be more prepared to keep up with the class he were and 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 like you said jason finding a good preschool is hard and we have a good one so another year of that is going to be is it's it's easier to make the decision that way when you have a preschool that you like um so that's that's our plan with him. He is not, although he is age eligible, he is not going to go to kindergarten next year. He's going to go the year after that. Uh, so was that easy? Was that the, I mean, did that no, go through well, we, the system? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, you know, they made us an, their offer in the IEP of you know what they were going to do in kindergarten, and it had a lot of pulling him out for special this and special that, and we didn't want that. And you know, here's what we were asking. We're saying, hey, we'll, you know, we'll put him in our preschool that we pay for, and all we want is, you know, some speech therapy, some, you know, some some uh, um, uh, OT or whatever to visit the school a couple hours a week or whatever. Uh, they wouldn't do it. They were like, you know, he's, you know, we've offered you a kindergarten. If you don't want to take it, you don't take it. Uh, and the decision of placement, apparently, at least according to them, is a policy decision and right. not an IEP decision. So. Uh, been difficult it's been adversarial and uh we kind of feel like we're just getting kind of rushed through the whole thing uh you know we get we got many years to deal with them i don't feel like any individual people are not you know it's just very bureaucratic and cold in my mind um you know i'm, I'm offering to save the county of chesterfield an entire year of education of my son uh, mm-hmm. and you know they're not they're not interested in that it's just frustrating so, but that's just that's just part of it. Uh, fighting with them is not something I plan to spend too much of my time on. Um, so he's he's very happy in his preschool. His preschool is inclusive in that there are other children, uh, both with disabilities and without. You know, obviously the majority of them without. And this particular school has kind of embraced it. I think they have a like a, a couple people trained, in, you know, special needs. Um, there's a couple schools in the area. And I think the way we did this, Jason, was, you know, word of mouth and uh, uh, Yahoo groups and whatnot to ask who sent their kids where. And certain preschools were more embracing of this than others were. And I think we followed somebody else's advice. That's how we found this. Yeah. So Lucas is a super happy kid. He's pretty communicative, at least within the family. Outside, he's a little shy. Uh, he's pretty close to being able to to at least sight read uh, and he can write his name so he's he's pretty close to being kindergarten ready he just needs more vocabulary and 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 clearer speech but I would think with more than a year to go before kindergarten he'll be ready to go then but uh, you know that sort of placement and how much um, inclusion he'll get is gonna be that'll be next year's battle yeah so, so is are your are your other kids still in elementary school or not? They're they're a little bit older, aren't they? Yeah, I have one. My oldest is in middle school. This is his first year in middle school, and uh, uh, my my middle daughter, my daughter's ten. She's in fourth grade. 
She'll be in fifth grade this year. If he would have gone this year, they would have overlapped one year, which she was really hoping to do. Mm. Uh, and they could have rode the bus together and stuff. But with us holding them back, you know. So we will have, with this particular school, over the whole time, 14 years worth of experience. Mm. Yeah, they better not mess So he'll us. go to the same school, but but his, but his sister will be out of that school. She'll be out of that school, yep, yep. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I think having the having the kids go to the same school. You know, yeah. uh, but you're setting him up for as much. This is his best uh, case for success, right? You're trying to give Luke the best shot. It's 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 and a, this and this is really the tough decision you have to make to it, do that. It is a super yeah. hard decision. I mean, you know, there's other ways to do this. He could send him to kindergarten, and he could repeat kindergarten. First grade yeah. is where most of the reading occurs. He could repeat first grade. Uh, I guess I I don't want him to get in there and get in the habit of being pulled out for this and pulled out for that and have the teachers think of him as different. And I want right from the beginning them to think of him as, geez, he's just as smart as the other kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the right way, the right right thing to do. It's not an easy decision. If we didn't have a preschool we liked, I think, uh, um, and and we felt that, uh, you know, the school was going to be good about inclusion and whatnot, um, we might have sent him, but mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 this first impression thing, and and the fact that we really do like this preschool that he's in. He loves it. So he's right now he's two days at this preschool, two days at the, uh, what did you call it, the the public early development one. But ours mm-hmm. isn't inclusive, so the only other kids in there are all special needs. There's there's not very much talking going on in there. Uh, sometimes he's the only child. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't enjoy that as much. So he, we've been working on days of the week with him, and he's got a little chart. So he gets up in the morning, and he goes and looks at the chart, and he sees what kind of day it is. And if it's like the school he likes versus the one he does, and he goes, oh, man, and he puts his head down. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of funny. So, But he's, he's doing super. Uh, you know, we're like I said, we're through most of the self-help stuff, and we're into the preschool stuff he loves his older brothers and sisters he loves all the kids in the neighborhood he thinks he's he thinks he's 10 or 12 to be honest <laughs> that's awesome and there you go there's the current challenges for age four to five i can see uh we had some problems with um as far as physical problems uh um, constipation but i think we might be through that and we we have some sleeping issues jason you don't have to teach me the trick of keeping him in his own bed he gets up in the middle of the night, comes to comes to visit. Mm-hmm. Right. And having some trouble with that, and he's f- perfectly capable of getting over whatever gate we come up with. Oh yeah. But those are all manageable issues, and honestly, they're the same issues I have with some of my older children. So it's not really. And at this point, you know, he's four years old, and and I mean, coming close to five, but he's probably more like a three or three and a half year old. But but he's an awesome kid, and it's a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, just get him to go back to sleep. That that's the same kind of sleep thing. <laughs> he wants to sleep in your bed, or he wants you to sleep in his bed. And then there's this creepy. I was watching that with that Walking Dead show for a while. So. <laughs> and you, I, you know, I get so that when I put him the first time, he just appears in my vision, right? Because I'm on the side of the bed closest to the window, which is creepy enough. Then after I put him to bed, I'm uh, and I go back to my own. I listen for him, right? And his uh-huh. walk just sounds like one of those zombies. It's like, just get in tune with it. <laughs> yeah. He's like asleep. So I watch the door until I can see him, and it's a, it's a little creepy in the middle of the night. It's kind of funny. 
Uh, so then I keep putting him back in his bed until I finally get uh, you know too tired of it, and then I want to go. I sleep in the bed in the same room as him, not in the same bed. But and I know I shouldn't, but anyway. Yeah, but at some at some point you're just I know need sleep, and he needs sleep, so you just right, right. Well, give he, in. the thing is, if it's if it's like six in the morning, uh, you know, if I don't do it, then he'll be up up for the for the day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, those again. That's that's an every kid problem. It's not a Down syndrome problem. Sure. Yep. Eloise woke up at five thirty this morning, and I could, and I heard her call, and it just sounded like she was awake, awake, and I was just like, oh no, <laughs> it's Sunday. It's five thirty. Please don't do this. Oh, yeah. oh god. And I went in there and laid it. So we got her a um, her crib converted into a toddler bed and then converted into a double bed so she has like a double bed that's nicer than the bed that we sleep in basically sweet <laughs> um but it's you know it's it's great because there's there's plenty of room in there for for a parent to come snuggle whenever is necessary yeah so yeah Sle- sleeping in the lightning mcqueen toddler bed with a toddler is uh, it's, it's <laughs> no it's tricky. Yeah, because we did that. We did that when there was still a, when it, hers was a toddler bed, and it was, you know, still a little crib mattress, basically. And and yeah, it's not comfortable. We we have that room so blacked out that you know it could be nine o'clock in the morning and you would not know. <laughs> You've got the music that comes on automatically at seven in the morning. All, all it needs is like a you know a morphine injection that comes out at like six thirty. That'd be perfect. <laughs> and he just has a bi rhythm. He likes to get up. All right, Rick. Tell us about older kids, man. Tell us about school when you really get there. Oh man! So I, all I can tell you guys is that every th- every year builds up to the next and makes you stronger and hone your negotiating skills. So you just learn more each year, and it I don't think it, it doesn't get any easier as you go, but you learn more and you get better at it, and it's always new challenges. So that being said, we're going from first grade into second grade. And um, we, I, we've had the same conversation that Mark was just talking about, uh, you know, about holding back. And I think we've done it every year for the most part. And, uh, you know, we haven't done that yet, but, you know, we talk about it a lot. Uh, but this year, you know, she, she's, she's progr- we had, a, I think, our big challenge um, and is uh, the, just focusing on communication and it's communication between uh, therapists and teachers and administrators and uh, everything that's coordinated. And I think that uh, as you look back on all the things that you do each year with your child, those relationships that you build with those resources and service providers are, are the key. And you know, when you have that good preschool or you have that good therapist, it makes a huge difference. Um, when we, our kindergarten experience was fantastic with Kayla. It was amazing. She talks about kindergarten like she's still in it sometimes because she loved it so much and first grade was a little more of a challenge for us um and uh we we experienced the same kind of thing maybe in in a four-year-old preschool where uh you start off the year and you don't want to get in you don't want to be on the teacher's toes and you want to be like that parent that's going to uh, stop that's going to interfere so you give some space and then you know you realize that hey some things aren't happening that you thought were going that were supposed to be happening and you try to correct them and next thing you know you miss a lot of the year and uh, that was really the story of first grade for us 
Um, and the and the challenge really was uh, coming together at like a, an end of year IEP to talk with the group and the administration, and, you know, and and work through all of the things that you know uh, we saw as gaps in the year, and how can we not let that happen again next year? And not knowing what the teacher, who the teacher is going to be, or what situation Kayla is going to be in, and how she's going to approach it. Like, how do we make sure that we are? We don't want to be the interfering parent, but we also want to be informed at the same time. So, how do we walk that uh, balance beam to to be in the right place and um, it really came down to uh, developing, or at least our go-forward plan is, just like, is a communication plan that's uh, formally set up with everyone where you're talking just you know about obvious things like you know what's the best way to communicate how often we're going to start off the beginning instead of waiting a couple of months they, you guys might hear this too a lot of times you're going to hear uh, it takes a couple months for the teacher to get used to your kid and for your kid to get used to the teacher and everything they start ru- running as it should as outlined in your IEP and that really isn't the case I think and you really have the opportunity to have a meeting right when school begins to talk with those teachers and get on the same page and make sure they understand what your expectations are and understand, you know, what you work you've put into your kid and what the, how they learn, what their strengths are, their weaknesses and those kinds of things. And that's really going to be our focus going into, um, second grade. And, uh, really, uh, and over the summer we're just trying to, you know, uh, make sure things that Kayla's acquired over the past year, she hasn't lost and, uh, trying to develop things a little bit more. And, uh, you know the 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 reading program that you're working with, Mark. Th- that continues, man. He's gonna. Uh, Kayla still is uh, working with uh, uh, reading and sentences, and she's doing a great job with it. But we still you go back to some of those uh, uh, those core activities that you learn in that see and learn stuff uh, that really helps, and she you know responds well to that. Uh, it, so, it is amazing how uh, I think they might they might forget that stuff faster. So you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and our our focus with Kayla with school is the you know the core academic stuff that you learn at school. So, uh, you know, we're, we we feel like you know when she's in there, we really want her to be able to understand you know the math piece of it, and we want her to be able to understand um, the. Uh, core science understandings and the literary stuff that they're talking about and how can we reinforce that as much in the therapies we can reinforce at home and social activities we can make sure she's involved with things and talking to people and you know being involved uh, and, and working on therapies you know if it's OT or PT or, or speech we can reinforce that stuff but the the core you know academics the core competencies are, uh, those things uh, are the things we're going to make sure she's getting at school and and retaining, and so that's that's the challenge for us. Uh, math is a really tough thing to uh, for, for us, at least with Kayla to to pick up, and the money and time and things along those lines. So it's uh, there's a lot of visuals that come into play, and you know even with the visuals, sometimes it's it's a little more challenging. So so how uh, her, how, how does her day go from an inclusion standpoint? Uh, so she has a mixture of, of push in and pull out throughout the week. So, you know, she, um, her class this year, I mean, even though, even though it was a tough year in first grade, she only had three kids in her class with an IEP. 
Uh, so that was pretty that's pretty good i mean that's what you want going into it but uh we just didn't feel like the the teachers were in it to the level that they were previously to you know for just being involved in kayla's education they loved kayla they were really kayla said great things about them you know it's funny you talk about school and the day that uh luke knows what day goes to each school kayla would also you know know the same thing with the teachers in the past and she would say oh man she'd say oh this this so-and-so teacher has a conference today and she'd tell us you know and she'd be all excited to go to whatever class that was that day because the teacher wasn't there because she knew the teacher was going to have a conference (laughs) so you know kids pick up on that stuff and they know you know which teacher they they mesh with and which ones they don't and um she had a really loving relationship with these teachers over the past year but but we just didn't feel like the academic part uh got picked up and if you have a kid that it's easier and it's not a disturbance in the class and Kayla is, you know, she's not disturbing things. She participates, she smiles, she's happy. Uh, it's easy. I think it's easier for her, for them maybe to just, uh, you know, not reinforce that stuff because the attention goes to squeeze you to just, your wheels sometimes, you I just guess. Hit on, you, you just hit you on know? our exact fear, buddy. I mean, this is our, we're, you know, he'll, he'll yeah. sit there and he'll look like he's paying attention the whole time. And, you know, we're asking him at yeah. the end of the day, you know, what's two plus two, whatever they're studying. And he doesn't know, but he's happy. Well, yeah. that's not that's not enough. Yeah, that's yeah, my, how, that's my that's my nightmare. Right great there. story about the two plus two thing too is you know, Kayla gets it. I got to write a number down to answer that question. So she'll write the number down, you know. But she may not know conceptually what we're doing, putting those numbers together to make another number, you know. So she she gets some of it, but you know, uh, you know, and, and working with her with like multiple choice answers, and she always picks the last answer a lot of times. So we have to like figure that. And, and, and you know, and work through those kinds of things with her. So it's a it's a continual process. And uh, I'll tell you what, though, you get there with a lot of things. Like recently, we're talking about uh, stories and you know the ideas of stories and saying, okay, we're going to write a story about uh, uh, we're going to write a story about mommy, or we're going to write a story about. Uh, the beach or a vacation and she's, she tells you a couple things about it and then she writes down a couple sentences about it and uh that's something that's just starting to emerge from her now and that's it's pretty cool when you see it start all coming together and when you see those uh you know all those um chants about how to spell letters through through uh uh, handwriting without tears and things like that. When you see all that kind of come together finally and writing words and, and writing sentences, it's great. And all of a sudden these letters that were uh, all different sizes and not straight on the line and different spaces uh, gradually over time become the letters become smaller and smaller and smaller and get into like the form of words. And they're not, they're not like perfect, but they're, you could definitely see the progression. It's kind of like that, that walking feeling where you're starting off saying, "Oh my God, I don't know how we're going to get there with this, with this writing," and eventually it comes together and you see her actually writing. I'll tell you one. Oh, one other big thing we're having a challenge with is computers. So um, manipulation of a mouse. Uh, a lot of our life is iPad and touchscreen, and uh, we just don't use ma- computer mouses that much in our family. Um, and she's having a difficult time understanding, like you know, why do I need to worry about what this mouse thing is? She just keeps reaching and, up to uh, touch the screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I, and, I was uh, going to so ask when you were talking about handwriting. One of our fights over the first, one of our fights over first grade was getting a touchscreen computer in a classroom, 
and uh, you know, going through a lot of hoops of them saying, "Yeah, we'll have it." Oh, yeah, we ordered it, but we lost it, or it went somewhere else, but we found it, and now we have it. Oh, but it's in this classroom, and she only has X number of classes, and you know, it's that much time for a day in this classroom. So, you know, we're focusing on making sure that if there is a touchscreen available to her, it's in every classroom she's in next year. You know, and however many touchscreens that needs to be, it's there, kind of thing. That you know? stuff is so frustrating. So you don't even stuff you don't think about, you know. Because you don't realize, well, you know, she's not in that classroom. She's and there's like a there's like a social aspect of using the computer in class where all the other kids are using the computer like to uh, do project or you know do whatever activity on for free time to do. And Kayla just doesn't pick that because she doesn't like the mouse and she's not used to keyboards and mouses and things like that. And and then as a as a parent, you're kind of thinking, man, this stuff's kind of going away anyway. How long is this going to be around? And how much do I need to focus on a keyboard and a mouse for her but i don't know you know so uh, thinking, i was i was gonna we're, joke we're about her about just, uh, i was gonna joke about her handwriting buddy but i mean you know how about texting i mean she's a girl she's gonna have a phone one of these yes. days they can text a mile no, she, a minute can she text yeah she talks she talks a big game about texting already talks about <laughs> it all the time so uh, that i'm sure that's not that far away you know? <laughs> so she she understands that she knows she knows where the text screen is on iPhones, and she'll type a bunch of letters to you. But uh, I think she's almost there with that. That's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, but, sooner or later, handwriting. I mean, what's the point, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. So she's got she's got the core things down with handwriting and with reading and with sight words and you know and that kind of stuff. And uh, it's just uh, reinforcing that and doing it over and over and over again. And sometimes you forget. How much work you put into like getting your kid to walk or getting your kid to talk and say different things, and now you you have to put that same amount of effort into everything, really, you know. And and sometimes it just takes a little more time to to get there, but you just eventually the light bulb goes off. At least that's been our experience, and uh, uh, so that's that's the big thing. Kayla also her weak spot is uh, is uh, PT, so physical like playground. Uh, kind of stuff and and she's a perfectionist kind of thing where you know she's not going to do the tough things on the playground unless she knows she can so she'd rather practice that by herself until she knows she's mastered it and then she'll go out there and do it with the other kids in the playground otherwise she'll avoid doing those kinds of things Uh, and that's the way she approaches a lot of stuff uh, from a social aspect so I wonder if that comes from being the oldest yeah yeah I think so I think so. You didn't talk anything. You got, I don't know, with talking with Luke, but uh, Kayla does a lot of, uh, it's it's called self-talk, I guess. And if you do, uh, or like repeating what's happening in the day and going through events and like uh, conversations and stuff too. So that's something you may hear self-talking? with your kid or other understand. kids. Yeah, so like, like uh, so Kayla will come home after school and she could recite like the conversations of the day or what the teacher said or the teacher when the teacher's correcting other kids, like she'll come home and have like a mock classroom in our house. And, uh, and you, so even if she doesn't tell you what she did, you could just have to hang around and just listen to her going through the conversations that she heard in the day. And she'll well, like announce cool. them. That's cool. Set up the stuffed animals and have a, have a game of school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, so that, that's an interesting now. And th- there's, um, there's different degrees of self-talk and some of it's like, uh, going through like full conversations and things and other things it may just be like repeating the same word over and over again without no one else being there. So it's inj- that's something to listen for and look and 
you know, pay attention to what's happening with your kid maybe when no one else is around. So there's a, there's a couple of school questions I got, and, and you hit on one already, which was, like I said, my biggest fear is that I'll sit there and, 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 you know, not be a problem to the teacher, and they'll talk a big game about how wonderful he is, but he won't learn anything. That's, yeah. that's a really big one. Right. Everybody loves Luke, right? Everybody loves Kayla. Right. She's so nice. She's so friendly. You know, we love having them in our class. You know, but you know, but I, but, and I, and I love that, and I love hearing that. But like, what's the, you know, what, what value am I getting out of that from her education, and you know, moving forward? And the, the big concern that gets into your head more and more as you move forward is, you know, I want her to graduate high school. I want her to have secondary, you know, education. And um, in Delaware, you you have to make the decision. And this is the weirdest thing, but it might be the same where you are. Um, in third grade, you have to decide if your kid's going to proceed down a the graduation from high school the diploma, diploma track. Yeah. What? Path. In yeah. third grade? Yeah. Wow. So it's called the it's 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 standardized testing called DCAS, and it's so you either have to decide if you're taking the alternate path, which your kid will not get a diploma, or right, but you yeah. know what you can't if you choose the diploma path, you can you can switch back the other one at a later date, can't you? Yes. Well, you can go. You can't. You can go to the non-diploma path. Right. So you, it's a so one. It's a one-way slide. So you're. you're I picture. The diploma path. You're. You're walking down the diploma track, right? And it's easier mm-hmm. on the school if you're not on the diploma track because you know right. your your standardized scores. You know, even right. though you have special needs or Down syndrome or whatever, they're going to be averaged in, and the school doesn't right. want that. Right? right, so they want you on the non, and they'll and and this is what I heard. I don't know how true it is or whatever, but that the school will offer you, you know, more services or something, to try to get you off of the diploma track, discourage you, and and all the advice I hear is as long as you can possibly stay on the diploma track, stay on the diploma track. Yeah, I don't know I mean, if people that's do true it. or not. There's, I mean, people do it, and you don't know, and you have to. I mean, the school is as much as as it's an IEP. They are very quick to categorize you, and you know you need to always keep pulling back the reins and saying, you know, this is individual, this is this person, and you have to give her every chance to succeed in what she's doing before you. I love the idea that until I take them off the diploma track, my kids' scores are going to be averaged in, and these schools are so competitive about their average scores that they will be working very hard to make sure he learns. Yeah, that's your leverage. That's your leverage. So I I, I don't know. but uh, So my other fear, not my other fear, but my other concern was how she was perceived by the other kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, you know, and uh, uh, there's there's good there's good experiences and not good experiences. So, I mean, I but I but I bet you that's probably with any kid at the same time. Yeah, has she um, has she made some good she, friends? You she, think she meets she meets she has friends. She meets friends. Um, you know, when you're a parent, you see that connection happen uh, with your kid and another kid, and you know, kids that are not on IEPs, you know having friendships with kids that are on IEPs and you're like, oh man, I wish she could be in the same class with this kid now for the rest of the time. And mm-hmm. no, that's not going to happen all the time. But uh, she's developed friendships each year with a different kid and it's been just as good, I think, each year. And then the that grouping of friends kind of, it. she doesn't lose it, but it's, you know, but they're still there and uh uh, they come. Those those are the kinds of th- people that come to birthday parties and well, buddy that's what walks. I was ask about. Does she does she like get asked to? Does she get asked to other kids' birthday parties and play dates and stuff like that? 
Um, she died. Uh-oh. Are you still there, buddy? Uh, and she died, but it's not like uh, a ton of people. So it's whoever that, the, like those two or three girls. Uh-oh. You're coming in and out, bud. Rick, come back. I, I I found with Molly and with my actually my other kids that the amount of um, birthday parties goes down. You just you 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 faded out, Rick. Are you back? Oh. Anyway, I think what happens is you know in the beginning. Yeah, I'm here. Am I there? Now you're here. Are you still here? Eh, I think you're coming in and out. I I was gonna say that. Uh, you guys hear me? <laughs> Drive closer to the tower. Hold the phone out the window. Uh, is that you know we we would have birthday parties when our kid was in kindergarten. You'd invite the whole class, first grade, maybe the whole class. But then at some point, you start only inviting four or five kids, and then statistically, you know, the number of invites you get is going to go down. I think um, that's just where we're at. You know, my kids when they have birthday parties, they only invite two or three other kids or. We try to keep it. They like to have sleepovers, so that's why we try to keep it minimum. All right, so so we lost Rick. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure he'll pop back in a second. But it seemed like his challenges were, you know, inclusion, school-based, communication, he said, was big, and and, and it is. And then, you know, that whole thing where where you're you're not sure things are going right, but, uh, you know, you're like, oh, I'll give it another month, you know, and then if you're not careful, the whole school year kind of disappears on you. Yeah. Hey, Rick, you back, buddy? You guys got me? We got you now. Okay, sorry. I was Dead filling area. in for you, man. <laughs> so you were talking about birthday parties? Or you uh, guys move I, on from that. My my fill-in for that was, I think as kids get older, they invite less kids to their birthday parties, so it's kind of natural that you get invited to less. Yeah, I don't. I think so, too. I mean, But, I, I, you know, uh, that's going to be the, the friends thing is huge. That's the thing that everybody talks about going down the road, and I think... You just got to be involved in a lot of stuff. That's the only thing I can do, you know, for my kid right now is just being involved as many things as possible and make sure, give her the opportunity to do that. And, you know, and that's one of the things we focus on with school too is, you know, that's part of our process to make sure she's socializing. Kayla has a really interesting thing where she does great with people older than her. Oh, no. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> oh Rick, you're gonna you're gonna laugh so, when you hear this, Rick. <laughs> she's great at talking to adults. She will suck you in and you know everything. You know. Uh, why did you talk about that before I got on? Before, before I was gone? Oh no, but, now you you you, you uh, talked you really slow like for a little cyborg. bit, and then you talked really fast and sped up to catch up. It's awesome. Oh okay. You're being Skypeified. Yeah. Oh man, sorry guys. It was awesome. All right, so I got I got one last question because you, know, you can see that I'm concerned about this kind of stuff and I'm totally trying to go to school on your on your experiences. When yeah. she eats lunch, does she eat lunch with the other special needs kids or does she eat, eat lunch with her classroom? Uh, the whole class eats lunch together. Uh, see, that's 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 a relief because you know, I would always go visit my older kids at the school on a Friday when I took a Friday off or something like that. Take them and you know how like the as a dad you can bring. Chick-fil-A or whatever to the lunch and then, you know, have lunch with your kid. I was always kind of keep my eye out for the tape. There's like a special table of kids that, you know, they're all the kids that have special needs and it's really just them and the teachers, you know, they're not as, all the other tables are all ebullient. The kids are screaming, you know, they're eating, trading food and stuff and that the, those kids, they seem to be kind of left out of that and that, that made me sad. Uh, and that was something that I'm concerned about. 
here's a, here, an interesting situation. Kayla, you know, social, friendly, loves her teacher. So she wants to sit with her teacher a lot at lunch. And so we, that's a difficult situation to get to, too. You're like, well, yeah, that's great that she sits with you, but we kind of want her to sit with all, everybody else, too. Sure. So, you know, and other kids want to sit with the teacher, too, but maybe she doesn't need to sit with the teacher all the time. And it, it's kind of like a weird picky thing, but it feels like she maybe she shouldn't be sitting with the teacher a lot, even though she wants to, and that's, like, who she gravitates toward, towards the teachers that are in the room. Like, I'm going to go sit over there because there's that teacher there, and I really like them kind of thing. So... I don't know how you. I don't know how you do. How you get around some of that sometimes? Because that's what they want to do. Mm. You know, so it's 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 interesting the way it plays out and the uh, the way that you know the whole social aspect of school goes. And you don't see those things. Um, you know, you, you don't have the opportunity to see those every day. Actually, um, my wife was uh, on the uh, you know the uh, PTO or you know parent teacher. Uh, she was the president in kindergarten for the school. And in Delaware, all the kindergartens are just kindergarten. Then when you go to elementary school, it's fourth grade degree through fifth grade. And she's not involved in that to that degree this year. And she knew everything about what was happening in the school before. And now it's more by word of mouth of other parents uh, to understand what's happening in Kayla's day to day. So that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. You got to find out who, you know, you can get to know when the school and understand exactly what's happening and, with the story, you know, what's what's happening out from a social aspect at school. Mm. I'm gonna send uh, I'm gonna send Luke to school with a recording device on him. <laughs> oh, what do you I think? Was, a I secret always, a secret iPod say, camera? Gonna, yeah, you know, hold up an iPhone and just turn the camera on and be like, "This is what's happening." I'm just gonna right I'm now. gonna put it Everything. in it. I'm gonna sew it into his shirt so that just the camera <laughs> comes out, and I can just record a whole day and then and then just, just skim through it. It's the spy camera. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like the nanny cam, but only for teachers. Yeah. You know, I I sometimes feel that they should do that. If they put a webcam in the uh, in the room, you know, you could I could check from work what they're doing. All right. Well, what do you say? I think I think your summary, Rick, is that uh, you got to communicate, and if you're not careful, the time goes by and half your year is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to stay on top of that. Uh, you know, as parents, you just got to be committed to, you know, being involved. And, uh, you know, as a father, uh, a lot of times I lean on my wife really heavy for that. So, um, you know, making sure that I'm getting the emails that the school sends out and the teachers send out and that I'm reading them so they know what they're talking about in school, which I'm not very good at. I could do a better job at that. Uh, but I think that that's like a key piece because you got to be there sometimes your wife's not going to catch everything. So, or, you know, you got to make sure whoever that other support person is, if you have that, that's going to be able to, you know, uh, stay on top of what's happening in your kid's day because school year goes by so fast. And, uh, you know, as time goes by, it goes by faster and faster. So, you know, our, our, our dynamic is that Kim does, my wife, Kim does most of that as well. But you know, she gets to a point where she she loses confidence in herself. She's like, "God, am I being am I being too much of a pain?" And then yeah. and and that's where I fall in, and I say, "No, you know, you stick to your guns. What you're asking for is not that hard. You tell them that's how it's got to be." And I think yeah. she needs, you know, I'll come to the meetings and I'll look all stern or whatever. But for the most part, I think she just needs my support to say, "Hey, they're bullying you. You know, you what you want is reasonable. You know, go get it." And I think you know that that helps us. That's how our family dynamic works. Yeah, you're not asking for much a lot of the times. Uh, 
then you know to provide something like for example to provide something in a in a larger font size for your kid to be able to see is not a big deal so they should be able to do that you know so just making sure that's happening mm-hmm. all right guys what do you say uh you uh we're already over an hour but you want to do moments since we've been you know it wouldn't be moments of the week it'd be the moment of the last two months sure let's do you it. got a good one buddy walking I have to go with walking, but I, I also can't I can't um, let it go without without mentioning that um, the um, executive director and the director of operations for DSRTF, um, Carolyn Cronin and Lori Morton were were here in San Diego on Friday, and uh, Colette had lunch with them, and I went on a tour of uh, Dr. Mobley's lab and he he is uh you know receives funding from them and he is doing a lot of research with the uh, alzheimer's disease and down right. syndrome and um it's the uh, uc san diego uh down syndrome center i think um research center uh and it was it was awesome and it was great to to talk to them i think Colette got a little bit more chance to talk to them because she went to lunch with them and i i just kind of went on on the tour with them but but i did get to talk to them a little bit but they're they're relatively new i think to to dsrtf they started at the, around the beginning of the year but um you know they're kind of checking out all of all of their their facilities and stuff um but it was awesome it was awesome to see and and they're they they're they're ready for us to help them um, and of course, the the money that we raised for selling T-shirts and stuff, we've always donated to DSRTF. So, so they they contacted us out of the blue and said, "Hey, we're going to be in San Diego. Let's let's hook up." So it was pretty cool to to hook up with them and and see, um, you know, what what we've donated, what Downright Awesome has donated to them, um, and uh, kind of get a their their take on on what they're doing. So I think we can say that, uh, you know, when this podcast starts making millions and millions of dollars, which, you know, it's just on the (laughs) brink that that would be the, uh, the charity of choice that we would, that we would send it all to. I think it's true. I I know that Colette talked about, uh, Kim, um, to them as well. So, so maybe, uh, maybe they'll be in contact with her at some point that they're trying to, I think, spread, spread their, spread out a little bit uh, um originally it was based in in palo alto but these these two folks um are in boston now so they kind of have like a uh two-pronged attack on the two different coasts now so yeah maybe they'll 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 go south believe it or not uh, dr mobley was in delaware last year and we got to see the presentation and and hear all the things that his group is working on. It's amazing. It yeah, it's pretty mind. great. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. great. I, I only met him very quickly. He's going to be uh, speaking at, at a at a symposium kind of thing that we're having here um, in a couple weeks. Um, but but Colette met him to uh, at some time in the in the in the past a couple couple maybe a year ago or so. Uh, but yeah, he's pretty awesome. There's a lot of great talks and stuff that he has online too, which are which are really great. He's a super nice guy, and just being in the lab and kind of seeing the the cells, I, a lot of the stuff kind of went over my head a little bit. But um, you know, the 
I think to, see, to physically see that that's real and that's a real place and they're actually doing this stuff, yeah. is, that's got to be awesome just to be there and see that. So this yeah. this is definitely a future a future podcast episode in the making. There's no doubt. Yeah, it's yeah, huge. It's it's, awesome. a, you know, it's it's a, it's the hope of all of us. I think. And we have to like water that down for dads, right? The yeah. research of the of the brain. Right. Right. I don't <laughs> know. Dads are pretty technical. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh man. You want to go next, Rick, or you want me to go next? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Um, the one thing I missed saying about May. Uh, so moment was uh, with the Global Down Syndrome Foundation. They have a thing called the Be Beautiful, Be Yourself Fashion Show Gala. And Kayla was a model in the fashion show gala that was in Washington, D.C. on May 8th. And it was uh, headlined by Cheryl Crow, who played for the people in attendance. It was about 300 people. And there were celebrities and politicians and uh, Global Down Syndrome Foundation presented on uh, what's happening with research and also... Uh, their involvement uh, from a legislative perspective and uh, along the lines of things like the ABLE Act and uh, Kathy McMorris Rogers was there and uh, other leading uh, senators and uh, House members that are pushing forward with the Congressional Down Syndrome Caucus uh, to advance issues for people with Down Syndrome. So it was a really positive, high energy, uh, first class event. It was amazing. I, I couldn't believe the level of detail that went into it and uh it was a really great experience kayla they a real huge runway and she walks out and a member of congress walks out with her on the runway along with uh they had i think they had like 22 uh models and all with different uh, escorts up and down the runway and it uh and it was held at the uh, ritz carlton in washington dc uh just what an amazing experience and then kayla remembers that and you know and she really was excited about being able to uh, be a part of a show like that. So uh, uh, GDSF is doing some great things as well. They are uh, they have a, a big uh, event planned also with the uh, uh, NDSC conference that's coming up, and God, it's less than forty days now, I think, or so in in, in July. So um, you know the national convention's happening again. That that year went by really fast. But anyway. Uh, it was the the fashion show was amazing to watch my daughter up there was uh, was pretty fantastic. She's a That's super awesome. cutie. She definitely the uh, the camera loves her. Yeah, there's <laughs> no doubt. Uh, all right, uh, I guess mine is uh, uh, last night. Uh, uh, my uh, neighbor, my neighbor has a 12 year old as well, uh, 12 year old boy, and my son. You know, they're they're best friends, and uh, this is a hockey kid. He's very uh, um, sporty, and uh, my son's more more uh, of the <laughs> academic type but they they fit together like like brothers and uh he had a birthday party so they were all playing all they, they you know these two boys and these other two boys were all playing out in the front yard and luke went outside and he was you know playing essentially this weird game of tackle football where they were just throwing the football around and then all piling onto each other but luke got right in there and and the other you know i, I expect this from the kids that know luke but these other two kids they didn't really they didn't really hesitate. They slowed down their play a little bit. They thought it was hysterical. Uh, and, you know, both moms were out there going, oh, no, he's going to get hurt. And, you know, the dads were like, I, mean, I was out there going, don't worry. You know, he's the third kid. He'll be fine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, he just was completely and utterly accepted. And uh, he wasn't hesitant to play with these other kids and, and, and say things to them and talk to them. And it was just a, it was a warming moment, the whole village to raise a child kind of thing. So... 
uh, my, some of my fears, as you could tell by my questions, were perception. And at least, uh, at least so far, things are going really well in that regard. So made me feel good. It's great. All right, guys. Looks like we did it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, we got some uh, some great guests coming up. Uh, we had, like I said, we had a couple cancellations or uh, uh, conflicts, but so we actually have a little bit of a backlog now. We'll hope to get uh, things moving along faster. Uh, as we mentioned, we are the Downright Awesome Dads, uh, and we are available on iTunes under um, uh, Search Anything Down Syndrome, and you'll find us under Down Syndrome Radio. Uh, website is downrightawesome.com. We still have some fixing to do there, Jason, but it uh, seems like we have almost all of it back now. Is that right? Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, uh, most of it is back. There's some things that are missing, I think. But There are no episodes missing. They're all available at iTunes. Almost all the write-ups <laughs> are there. Just some, some categorization yep. and whatnot. I think we're, we're 90% of the way there. And, exactly. Uh, you know, and to whoever did that, my, my thumb is on my nose right now, and I'm calling you names. Okay, so uh, there we go. Oh, and I had a song picked out. Unless you guys have a particular favorite you wanted to play, whatever. Fire away. Fire away. Eloise, Eloise requested American Pie from me the other day, and it was it was one of the proudest moments I've ever had. <laughs> Did she ask you what whiskey and rye were? No, she doesn't care. She just likes it, and that that's good enough for me. It's better than than some random pop song. I actually learned on my guitar the song "Pi Pi Mathematical Pi" for my. Oh, that's right! I remember that. Yeah. This is a song for uh, my wife. Likes this song. Uh, you know, you you know, you got a two-year-old today, you got a four-year-old tomorrow, you got a seven-year-old, and if you blink, they're gonna be, you know, off to college. Or, we hope or whatever you know very true Oh, God.